I want to welcome everybody to another In My Feels episode. Today's episode, I'm going to talk about, you know, diving more in on kind of loving ourselves, more on relationships, things like that, because I've been getting uh, hit up a ton about these type of things. And again, like with the pressures within ourselves also leads to the pressures of relationships and everything else. Before we start, you know, thoughts, feelings, emotions, conditionings, everything on the inside creates your outside exterior. So my question for you guys every time is... How are you feeling right now in this moment? And again, take your time, really dive in, you know, deep breath in through the nose, out through the nose. I'm a nose breather. Yeah, really explore that, that kind of elemental feeling, really dive in. And I'm not sure how many of you have, um, you know, asked someone who they wouldn't usually ask how they're feeling right now in this moment and kind of really listening and diving in and, you know, opening up your feelings and emotions to, to that question as well. And how am I feeling? I'm feeling my body is wrecked. Uh, I, I did uh, the LA Marathon yesterday with my younger brother, uh, Joshua, who was on the show as well. And it was an experience. It was probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to, I ever done. I wouldn't say I had to do because I, I, I did it to myself. But it was, um, it, was, it was a lot. It was, you know, 26.2 miles. I had a goal of finishing it, finishing the, 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 the run at four minutes, uh, four minutes, I wish it was four minutes, four hours and um, 30 minutes. And I did it in four hours and 26, which my first marathon. And I was training for the last six weeks and then had family in town. So for the last, you know, two weeks before the race, I hadn't trained at all, you know, and a lot of food was consumed, a lot of alcohol was consumed and it was a good time. But but my training kind of went out the window. But, you know, I've woken up today, body super sore, super sore. And I'm in a, I'm in a good space. My head feels good. I, I feel clear, but it's like a good clear. I guess spiritually speaking, you know, I was, I was mentally preparing myself for the race and I didn't re I've never run in one before. So it's very hard to experience something or know of something if you haven't experienced it. So it's the same, almost the same concept as, you know, when you have an idea about something, you don't really know that something until you experience it. And that's kind of how, how I approached the marathon and my, you know, my younger brother is the, the fittest man in the UK, you know, CrossFit number one, all that type of stuff. So it's not daunting for me to, 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 to run with him because we've been running together for, for quite a while. But I mean, it was, I, I don't want to go into too much detail, but I kind of in a spiritual sense, it was, it was an accomplishment. I, you know, I, I think up to mile 17, we were flying. We were doing so great. The time was great. And then I hit a mental block, at, I, I, I guess around mile 20, and I just dipped. I mean, my body seized up, my head seized up. You know, why am I doing this? Who am I doing this for? What's going on? I can't finish this. And I genuinely wanted to quit. And if it wasn't for my younger brother, just consistently pushing me. And also the audience. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't say I've, I've lost faith in society because we are building this collective consciousness and, and, and I want to continue with the positivity but I'm just seeing so many different things and experiencing so many different things that, that makes me question, I guess, humanity or people in general. And, and I'm someone who makes their own informed decision by my own research and what feels good to me. And I respect anyone else who has an opinion about anything. And that's the way we should live in harmonious life. And this is the collective consciousness we're building. I've been, you know, and I was, I was, I was running the race and I finished the race and I saw my daughter and uh, wife at the finish line and it got super emotional 
I went to get some, um, and then once the race was over, it was like, wow, that went quick. But during the race, it was a mental block. You know, why am I doing this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to feel afterwards? All these type of things. None of it mattered. All that mattered was, was me putting one foot in front of the other and finishing the race. And that's what I kept trying to bring the practice to. It was almost that, that, that meditation form of consciousness within myself to know that I can do this if I just put one foot instead in front of the other. I think I pulled both of my hamstrings on the left and, and right leg, but it was, it was an accomplishment. I felt good, really good afterwards. And my brother killed it. He, he literally pushed me mentally, pushed me physically and, you know, didn't allow me to quit, which I'm super grateful for. Which brings me on to my next point. You know, I'm going to dive in on more on the, on the love aspect and relationships, but I always have to kind of speak what's on my mind because it was kind of bugging me a little. And I think that's what, you know, what I appreciate about myself and I appreciate about my listeners is, is we're all, we, we can all be honest and really express how we're feeling without any judgment or any conditionings. If that's how you're feeling, I get it. I understand. And this is how I'm feeling. And I hope you get it and understand too. So I guess the the race ended at um, Westfield Mall in Culver City, Century City, Century City, sorry. And, you know, my daughter was hungry, I guess, because, you know, the clocks went back. So it was 11 o'clock, but 12 o'clock is her lunch. So we go into Sweet Greens. You know, usually it's like, hi, welcome to Sweet Greens, all that type of stuff. And it's quite welcoming. But the minute you get in there, it's like vaccine passport, please. And you're like, wow, is this the kind of consensus for freedom or for I, I understand the COVID restrictions and all this type of stuff trying to keep people safe but you know California rates of COVID are, are, are going up everything's going up so it's clearly not working and when you I guess restrict someone from doing something it creates restrictions within themselves for manifestations or internally for physical reality so this whole lockdown thing the whole period of stuff has probably created you know I was a recluse at one point now I'm kind of venturing out and it kind of keeps you in that space of, you know, not wanting to verge out, kind of, you know, getting a little bit anxiety when you're around more, more, uh, a bunch more people because you, you're now conditioned and you're now in this habit of living the way you've been living. And it can be quite dangerous just president if, if your frame of mind isn't right and everything else. And it can be a downward spiral because the thoughts and everything else, just like, again, shout out to Aaliyah who, who, who messaged me last week about, you know, her fear of missing her friends and family so much due to the pandemic that it's, it's become a fear. And I said, the fear element is if missing someone is it, that's a sign of love, which I spoke about as well, because when you miss someone, you want to be near them. The difference is your condition now to not be near them because of the pandemic and everything else and lockdown and you're not used to it. We have to get out of that notion now. We have to understand that we are healthy. Everybody is healthy. We need to instill that healthiness within ourselves and project it outwards. And then you attract health. That's kind of how, firstly, how we have to do it. Then also we have to remove the fear element of not seeing that person. We have to understand that the, the core element of missing someone is love. And I've spoken again about the two emotions being love and fear. And, and I was a little distressed at, at, at the sweetness. I didn't, A, want to give him my money, not because of the mandates and everything else. I'm, you know, it's fine. That's fine. But it was... I've been in two or three places now. And the first thing they ask you is vaccine passports. And it's this whole segregation again that you're creating, that everybody collectively is creating due to, to the pandemic and everything else. And you're seeing the evidence of everyone's collective consciousness becoming this, this, this mandate that we, we've attracted this mandate because of the, uh, uh, the way we have been living for the past year or so. 
So it's only natural. Now we have to reverse that, that frame of mind and really progress forward for how we actually want to live, not how you're being told to live. And when they, when they straight away asked me, you know, vaccine passport, if you're eating in, I wasn't eating anyway because my daughter was outside. I said, oh, I guess, well, you know, I guess we're all, we're all listening to the government now. And they looked at me like, oh, he's going to start some shit. But I wasn't. It was just, it was, it was, it was just a joke, to be honest with you. Because it should, the first thing always should be is how is someone, you know, are you okay? Is everything good? And now it's become this segregation of big pharma and government and business and separating themselves from the rest of us. And we have never really, as a society, listened to government or, or followed government. We've always protested. We've always rebelled against this type of level of infrastructure or resistance, and now we're just letting it go. We're, let, we're allowing the fear of media and, and big pharma and government and everything else really externalize our internal feelings. Another thing, my brother was at um, a Starbucks the other day because we take my, my daughter to dance class. And it's, this is in um, Sherman Oaks type of area. There was an elderly man get, grabbing a coffee. He's probably like 60, 70 years old. And he went to sit down to, to drink his coffee. And they asked him for his vaccine passport. I, 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 I couldn't tell you if he was vaccinated or not. But they made him leave the, the store, an elderly man. I'm like, well, well, where is the respect in that? Where is the self? Where is the love? Where is the, the kind of collective consciousness as togetherness? And this is what kind of brings me into now where you're seeing this kind of pattern on the outside of our collective consciousness, which we are creating internalized as a collective based on how we have felt during this whole period, you know, the last two years or so. So I just wanted to get that kind of off my chest and just speak about that. And I feel like we all need to have a voice. I'm not anti-vax. I'm not pro-vax. I'm not any of that type of thing. And I hate doing disclaimers because I'm living my truth. And this is the only truth I, I personally know. But I'm anti-mandate. I don't, I, no one should be forced to do anything. I know um, I read a story about Luxembourg doing freedom passes. To get the freedom pass, you have to get the vaccine. How is that freedom? That's the anti-freedom. And it's this kind of illogic that is externalized, that is just confusing to me because I do not understand it. I do not understand how something could be a freedom pass, but take away your freedom at the same time. And it's up to us collectively, consciously, all of my listeners and, and, and everyone else and you guys speaking to everyone around you to understand that you are the creator of everything you see in front of you. And collectively, we're all the creators of everything we see in front of us. So let's dive in on self-love. I'm going to enjoy this one because this is something that I've dove in on um, before on the show and I've dove in, uh, you know, when I did the, the, the book club. Do we have enough self-love for ourselves? I mean, do, do I? I? I am really starting to enjoy like on the precipice of love for myself. Absolutely. I'm an ever evolving, I guess, emotion, ever evolving um, spirituality, ever evolving practical spirituality. But, you know, for someone who doesn't like themselves, because we, we are conditioned, we have been conditioned to, to not enjoy, to not like ourselves, to see only the bad in us or the insecurity in us, which then manifests and, and grows and grows and grows. And then once that thought process becomes something for so long, it becomes a habit. It becomes habitual to think and feel that way about not liking yourself. So we are trapped now in this never ending cycle of habits. And when I talk about self-love it's that unconditional love and i'm talking about how many of us hand on heart love unconditionally or are conditioned to love with conditions 
and and you know with due to manifestations and everything else when we love with conditions we attract love with conditions back so it's a never-ending cycle until you break that trail of thought and how do you break that trail of thought by thinking something else I, I, I know when I used to feel insecure about myself and everything else, I think social media can play a big part in this kind of self, uh, the anti-self-love because you see someone, you know, looking incredible and, and all that type of stuff and you automatically compare yourself to them, which brings a certain amount of internalized unhappiness, which then on the outside attraction is unhappiness for more situations to make you feel unhappy or to make you feel shit about yourself. But again, we have to understand that you are one of you. There's no one else like you. There's no one else like me. There's no one else physically living the way you're living or have experienced what you've experienced or the way you look or the way you feel or any of that type of stuff. You are completely unique in every single situation. And it's kind of back. It, it all leads into the kind of the pressure we put into relationships. You know, when we lack love for ourselves, you know, again, I talk about manifestations, which is all aspects of your life, which you are the magnet for creating your physical reality. So if you have a lack of love for yourself internally, what do you see externally? You attract that lack. It's time for us all to become best friends with ourselves. It's such a difficult notion. It's such a difficult, because no one's ever said, oh, who's your best friend? It's always externalized. Oh, that person's my best friend. How about yourself being your best friend? How about learning to love yourself? How about reconditioning yourself to love yourself? How about looking in the mirror every day and saying, I love you, or, you know, or saying, I love me. Well, I guess I love you would be the reflection of you. But again, it's an externalized reflection. It's not, it's not the way you're, you're supposed to see yourself. It's the way you've conditioned yourself to see yourself. And now imagine that kind of lack of love for yourself and how much lack of love you are attracting externalized. Again, manifestation works on every single level. You can't pick and choose what is manifested and what isn't manifested, what is in your control, what isn't in, in your control. Everything is in your control. You know, I speak to people who, who have a very tough time in relationships, very tough time because they have a tough time with themselves. How can you attract a great relationship if you're not great within yourself? And how can you, you, you love another until you truly love yourself? And again, it's not conditional love. And I know, it, it, you know, it, it, everything stems from generational and, and, and thought processes and everything else of the way you've been brought up. I love you because of this, you know. And, and again, we have to look at, look at kids, for example. They don't, they don't have that conditioning. They don't have, oh, uh, you know, um, my daughter said to me the other day, I love my dada. That's what she said, literally what she said. And I was like, wow, that is an, a perfect example of unconditional love. It's, it's such a pureness. It's such a beautiful thing to have that level of awareness within love and to have that level of awareness within herself consciously she is floating in the now she is the epitome of the, of now and again when we lack and even even love is, is a very strong word for someone who loathes themselves and I, I as someone who used to loathe themselves i used to hate myself until i learned to love myself you have to uncondition it takes time it's not something that, that that's an overnight thing if you want to work on something work on liking yourself I, instead of seeing the negative, see the positive, you know, I'm going to set a challenge too, because I used to do this. I write down everything I like about myself or, or what it used to do is everything in my life that I'm thankful for. And then you keep doing it every day and every day. And that list will grow, grow and everything you're not thankful for will kind of disappear because you realize it doesn't really matter. And, and, and it could be anything, you know, 
water. I'm breathing. You know, I'm, I'm, I just ran a marathon for 26.2 miles and I didn't quit. I mean, on a, such a basic level, there's so many things to be thankful for. I'm thankful for everybody listening and we are continuing to create this collective consciousness. And again, you know, in terms of relationships, it starts with self-love. Start liking yourself, develop. Once you build a strong foundation from, from liking yourself, you can build into the loving aspect and enjoying yourself. Waking up, I'm alive. I'm here right now. And to, and to be honest, most of us enter into relationships with what we can get out of them rather than what we can put into them. And we have this whole warped view of, of the, the duration of a relationship instead of the quality of a relationship determines the success of that relationship, which is completely wrong. There is no difference between dating someone short term or dating someone long term. We need to focus on the quality of the relationship, not the length of time. We are not determined by length of time equals success. I was with that person for four years. That's a successful relationship. Was it a great relationship? Was there unconditional love? Was all those aspects in that relationship? Therefore, it's not a successful relationship. A successful relationship is the quality of the relationship. And another thing, you know, with the, the kind of the lack of self-love becomes insecurities within relationships too. When I was younger, you know, and I, I had, you know, dating people, this and this, and you kind of get that kind of caught feeling. It's always that, that hold back of, well, this person, I'm giving this person the ability to hurt me. So therefore I need to be a little reserved within my feelings. So I don't, that doesn't happen. So when, and what I didn't realize at that time, when I think that thought process, what do I attract? I attract exactly what I'm thinking. I, I attract that I'm holding back. Therefore that person holds back. I attract, you know, the lack of trust. Therefore that person, I attract lack of trust back. It's a never ending cycle. And it's that kind of thing, you know, when you have insecurities with yourself and, you know, when I was dating, so, uh, you know, where is she? You know, what is she doing? Is she okay? Does she still love me? And all of that comes with a lot of unhappiness and arguments within a relationship. Trust me. And then what you have to do is it, once you acknowledge that, that's, that's where the awareness part comes in. That's where the, the, the kind of knowing within yourself and starting to like yourself. And then you can switch those questions internally. Am I okay? Do I still love me? Who am I? And who do I want to be? And this goes for both the relationship too. And you can be super honest with this, super honest with, who, you know, any relationship, friendship, you know, parents, relationship with your parents, everyone. And then, because I did this with, with my wife and I, and we, and we started really growing together with no resistance, just pure love and acceptance, accepting each other for who we are accepting the fact that we have insecurities talking about our insecurities completely completely open and honest and that's when the, the and that's when our true relationship started and grew more and more and you know and again don't get me wrong the, the the length of a relationship as long as it's the quality of the relationship which is the foundation once you become that and the veils drop and you you become super comfortable with each other my wife and I finish each other's sentences. I think about something, she would say it. She thinks about something, I would say it. Because we're all connected mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, everything. We are all connected. And it's such a beautiful thing. We need to open ourselves up for that self-love. And I'm not talking, you know, self-righteous, self-love. You know me, I'm practical in this shit. So we have to start liking ourselves. Just being okay with ourselves. Start there and then really start developing and then developing and developing. It's very easy for us to think negative about ourselves. 
because we've done it for so long. And think about how long you've been feeling shitty about yourself. Pretty much, you know, it used to be, I'd say probably for 30 years of my life. And I'm, I'm about to be 37. So for a very long time, it's a very long period of time. So I had to uncondition that 30 years of self-loathing, that victimization within myself, that, that attraction to other situations, that attraction to situations to make me feel exactly how I was feeling because I was resonating on that frequency. And I was attracting people on that frequency too. That's the key. And when I switched that frame of mind, started whittling away, whittling away. And I focused on those issues. Why do I have these issues? Who is creating these issues? All these questions I was answering, asking, and who was it? Me, 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 me. I took accountability for my, for my life and I progressed forward. And I'm like, okay, time to start liking yourself. Start, start to being okay with yourself. Asking the people around you, are, are they okay? Really building that self-love within yourself and unconditioning all those years of negativity. And you know what it becomes then? Once you do it for a dura duration of time, it becomes a habit, a good habit to think good about yourself because you'll attract good things too. And, you know, I, I want to thank everyone for listening. I mean, I think this is going to be like my 60th episode, which is insane. I mean, I started this, you know, two years ago and it's building amazingly. So, you know, please... Leave me some feedback on, on Apple Podcasts. Um, I'll put my socials up. Hit me up. I, I try and answer every message as anyone can attest to. I appreciate you all. And let's keep building this collective consciousness of self-love and, and freedom within ourselves.